welcome back to episode two of What's Good, a podcast all about your feel-good, positive news. I'm Emily Gayton. And I'm Abby Marshall. This month is Women's History Month, so we're talking about positive women's news. And let me tell you, there's lots of it. I was so amped for this episode, and I must admit, I went a little crazy during our pre-production research. I feel like we could do an entire podcast series focused on women's news and the great strides we're making, which is awesome, but alas... We just have this one episode for now, and I'm sure we'll loop back around to it every so often. Yeah, we're aiming to stay kind of topical with the pod, so I think this one ought to be a good one. Yeah, so jumping right into it, I guess. So my first little tidbit is about Captain Marvel. So I have to admit, I'm not really Marvel crazy, and I never actually plan on seeing these movies. I don't know if this happens to you. I never make an effort to go around and and see Marvel movies. I don't. I don't either. Yeah, I think the only one that I've actually, you know, planned on going to is Black Panther. Every other time has been with family or friends or whatever, but somehow I always end up seeing them. It's like this weird parallel universe or cultural phenomenon or something. I like black out and <laughs> somehow I wake up and I'm in a movie theater seat while Marvel, the Marvel title screen flashes before my eyes. And I'm like, where am I? But it's too late to leave because they're entertaining like once you're in there. So <laughs> yeah, that's how I end up at most of those movies. I mean, it doesn't hurt when there are matinees and such, but that's definitely how I get there. Yeah. So anyway, um, I made history by actually seeking out to see a Marvel movie this week. Uh, I went online, I looked at movie times, and I planned my week around going to see um, a movie by myself, which is sort of sad and lonely, but whatever. Um, (laughs) Quick side note, sorry, but have you ever been to a movie by yourself? No, I can't say that I have. I think I'd be comfortable doing it, but at that point, I'm like, oh, it's going to come out on DVD or Netflix. So then I also don't have to go pay for it I guess yeah that's true but um I just feel like it's like this weird societal expectation that you can't sit alone in a movie theater um it's fun and stuff to go with people but if I'm into a movie and I go with them and they talk or I get distracted or sometimes I worry if the other person's having a good time etc etc but when I was living in India and I was super lonely uh there were movies that I wanted to see so I would go to a movie theater for the first time um I went by myself which was like kind of a weird experience in and of itself because in India they make you like stand for the national anthem while they like wave the flag and they have intermissions and stuff it's kind of before movies yeah before movies (laughs) it's like a sports sports game or something but um yeah and then they have an intermission, which I kind of liked because I always have to pee during movie. This is all going into side tangents. Anyway, so by the end of that summer, I went to like four movies, a play, and pretty much every tourist attraction in Mumbai by myself. Um, and I know that you're in a relationship and you've got cute date nights or whatever, but yep. I'm alone and <laughs> I'm not ashamed. So I will gladly go to a movie alone and I highly recommend it. So... Yeah. I have to try it sometime, I guess. That's my spiel. Take Brayden. Don't take Brayden. You'll have a good time. Oh. Anyway, back to my point. Um, I made plans to see Captain Marvel, which was released on International Women's Day, which is pretty cool. Um, and pretty impressed with it. Like I, I mean, it was really similar to a lot of the other movies, but obviously it had an underlying um, message of feminism and strong women, which we love. We do. So when Marvel first announced this movie, trolls tried to bring it down, unsurprisingly, based on toxic masculinity. 
Um, and quote unquote fear that I've been seeing online about females breaking into a heavily male dominated franchise. So this isn't the first time that it's happened. In other female led movie, uh, superhero movies, people flocked to the internet to talk bad about them, calling them token films or a product of feminism as if that was a bad thing. I don't understand why everything that doesn't star like a cis white guy automatically gets deemed an act of affirmative action. Like what? Are there is there such a small population of non cis white guys all of a sudden? Like I don't I don't understand. That just totally discredits other perspectives, mm-hmm. arguing that any other perspective has to be because of legal or financial ulterior motives. Yeah, absolutely. And in kind of a product of that Rotten Tomatoes actually had to remove more than 50,000 bad reviews that were published before the movie even came out. Ouch. Yeah. What a turnout for hate. Exactly. But all that negativity did not hold her down. Brie Larson, the actress playing Captain Marvel, has fought for more diversity in every aspect of the film, including coverage, saying that she is seeking out interviews with underrepresented journalists. Yeah, she said, I don't need a 40-year-old white dude to tell me what didn't work for him about A Wrinkle in Time. It wasn't made for him, she said. Um, And Kelly Sue DeConnick, the comic book writer whose reimagining of Captain Marvel was the basis of the new film, said, this is not a revolution, it's a restoration. Girls have always read comics. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to fight your war. I'm going to end it. Good going, Captain Marvel. Can't wait to see you kick Thanos' butt in the new Avengers movie. I love it. Yeah. So we love strong female characters, but this time I want to talk about a real strong female, um, a 16-year-old girl that is on the shortlist for the 2019 Nobel Peace Prize. (laughs) Jeez. Okay, I'm 20 years old, and I ate Cheez-Its for dinner last night. No joke, the Cheddar Jack kind. Oh, God. I am literally an untalented sack of potatoes, but continue, I guess. All right, so (laughs) Greta Thunberg inspired thousands of youth activists for climate change in places like Belgium, Germany, Japan, Australia, France, and so on. But it all started in August when she led a protest in front of the Swedish parliamentary building. I think I saw those pictures, and I saw more pictures of the D.C. protests that she inspired uh, pretty recently, I think last week. So, So really cool. And every Friday since that first one, Greta skips school and leads protests to pressure lawmakers to take action against climate change. Um, You can find the photos, like Abby mentioned, from D.C. and all over the world on the hashtag, hashtag Fridays for Future. Many people say that Sweden is just a small country and it doesn't matter what we do. But I've learned that you are never too small to make a difference. And if a few children can get headlines all over the world just by not going to school, then imagine what we could all do together if we really wanted to. Awesome. That's so that's so wonderful. Especially because, and here will be probably my first little downer moment, maybe besides the mention of to- toxic masculinity, but our planet is dying, and very, very rapidly and quickly, and if we don't act soon, our children will be dead. All right, so you've got to get one of those wah-wah things in there because that was quite the Debbie Downer moment. But it's a good thing because obviously she's so young. What, you said she's 16? Yeah. So she's enacting change. She's taking matters into her own hands because she knows that, you know, the future is hers. So that's, that's, a, good, that's a good thing. And people are listening. Uh, she's spoken at the UN Climate Talks in the World Eco- Economic Forum, I think. Um, 
last Friday, she led the school strike that happened across the globe in 105 countries, according to her tweet. Nice. And I already made my shameless Debbie Downer plug, so I will let you wrap up on a positive note. (laughs) Yep. So because I love context, just about like setting this record, she would be the youngest person to win the Nobel Peace Prize, actually taking Malala's record, who earned her Peace Prize at 17. Oh, no one can see my face right now, but I love Malala. She is my number one. Her and Michelle Obama have my heart. So maybe, maybe Greta will have to sneak in there, but Malala is phenomenal, and I just love young women who are taking their own futures into their own hands and won't let society and systematic oppression uh, hold them down. Me too. Cool. Speaking of strong women, we're going to take a break for What's Good on the Street, a segment where we interview people on Court Street here in Athens, Ohio. This week, we asked you to tell us about a positive female role model in your life. Cue the music. Hey, it's Abby. So this is the second week in a row that I've tried to go on Court Street uh, to get some recordings. But today it is raining. Just my luck. Last time too cold, this time it was raining. So I'm in Schoonover Center, which houses the Scripps College of Communication, uh, asking people to tell me about their positive female role model. Let's go. Hi, I'm George Shilcock. So I would say my biggest female role model in my life right now is my sister. I definitely look up to her and both the things that she does right and the things that she does wrong. I sort of shape my life off of really following what she does. All right, my name is Abby Harder, and my answer is my friend Maddie from high school. Um, She's a positive female role model in my life because she has gone through a lot at a really young age, and she persevered through it, and she's always staying positive and setting her goals really high. So now she's, like, graduating from college early, and she's always honest and there for me in ways that I can't explain, so it's great. Um, my name is Bianca Long, and I would say a positive female role model in my life is definitely my mom. Um, she's definitely someone that has, um, she's been a big reason why I got to where I am today. Um, she's always like um, pushing me, and she believes in me even when I don't believe in myself, and I really appreciate her for that, and she always goes above and beyond for me and my brother and the rest of the family and I just appreciate her and love her so much and one day if I could be half the woman that she is then I would be happy. All right hi so we're back now that we've listened to some people's answers I thought that we could answer that question ourselves. So Emily who's your biggest female role model? The obvious answer is always going to be, I love my mom, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's so true. She's done everything for my family, given us everything that she's had, even before it existed. She made sure that the life she created for herself up into her adulthood would be meaningful and fulfilling for not just her, but it would provide for us. We had what we needed, especially because she may not have had that growing up. So I love my mom, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, Yeah. But I also have to say that I adore Michelle Obama. Yes. She, like my mom, worked her butt off to be successful, especially in a time that was so much more outright suppressive for women. And then she gave back. Yeah, absolutely. Like my mom, too. Have you read her book? Oh, I'm in the middle of it. Yeah. So good. She's phenomenal. Oh, my goodness. Put Barack aside. And she was just a phenomenal woman Even on her own. So put the outright politics aside, they're good people. They yes. do good stuff for others. And I just love that. Absolutely. They're a power couple aspirations. Truly. So mine would for sure have to be my mom and my grandma. 
My mom, like you said, for obvious reasons, she's kind and caring and wonderful and gives me unconditional love. Uh, shout out mom, because I'm sure you're listening. Um, love you. Uh, but my grandma is the biggest kick butt lady that I know. She has the biggest heart and she constantly thinks about others. She actually went on a mission trip to Haiti a few years ago to build houses for um, this boy that she was sponsoring and paying for him to go to school. She spent this past summer tutoring Mexican immigrant children in her town. She took ballots to elderly people in nursing homes to uh, people who would otherwise be disenfranchised in our democracy because of their inability to leave the home. And uh, she runs an adult developmental disability class at her church every week with my grandpa. So she she kills it. So if she knew I was bragging about her right now, uh, she would not tolerate it because she's so humble. So by the time she listens to it, because I know that she does listen to it. Yep. Sup, grandma. Um, it'll be too late. So ha. But go, grandma. Anyway, <laughs> getting back into it. Speaking of women that inspire me, I wanted to give a really quick shout out to one of my main homegirls, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She celebrated her 86th birthday this month, conveniently during Women's History Month. I think RBG just keeps pulling iconic moves. She this does. makes so much sense for her. She do. <laughs> so I listened to um, a podcast uh, on my drive to Canada last week by Stuff Mom Never Told You, which, side note, um, our teacher listened to this podcast and mm-hmm. she said that our podcast reminded her of stuff mom never told you and I died a little bit inside. An because, honor. Yeah, it is an honor. They're iconic ladies. And we're actually FaceTiming with uh, one of the hosts next week, which is exciting. Anyway, um, shout out to them. They did a podcast called Why RBG is a BFD, which made me chuckle, but uh, I learned so much more about her that I never knew. We, of course, know her as the second ever female to be appointed to the Supreme Court. Uh, We stand a dissenting queen with stylish collars who works out every day at the age of 86 and beats cancer without missing a beat on the bench. Like I said, iconic. We stand. We do stand. (laughs) But prior to that, she was also a lawyer fighting for female rights, not just in the courtroom, but outside too. She faced a ton of discrimination as a woman and mother, but with her supportive husband, we love men who support women as well, Mm -hmm. um, and her persistent attitude, she is now one of the most notorious feminist icons in our country. We love you, RBG. All right. So this next bit is kind of old and not quite RBG old, but... (laughs) December 2018, so it's still a hit. You did her dirty. (laughs) What can I say? The queen is 86 years old. Yeah, she's old, but she... Have you seen the videos of her um, working out with Stephen Colbert? It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh, my goodness. She, she like, goes and works out every day. I love her. Anyway, sorry. We're going to... I got to put RBG aside for a second. Go ahead. All right. So Africa has put together its first all-female anti-poaching team. Um, this is wild to me because, okay, there was no pun intended there. <laughs> wild. Anyway, because park ranger jobs are dominated by men in part by like the gory nature of the job sometimes. Yeah, that's very, a very tough job I can imagine. Super sad too. Yeah. Like when I went on a safari in Kruger National Park in South Africa this past summer, we discovered two poached rhinos within like the first 10 minutes of being out there and... Um, they were freshly killed. So our guide, whose name tag said Elvis, which I just loved, <laughs> I really like to Elvis. believe they Is just, that his real name? I don't know. I assume so. Maybe it's a job name just because, like, what I'm about to say. Um, 
He got out of the Jeep with his loaded gun and started searching for poachers. What? Why, you might ask? In that facility, they kill poachers on site. Oh, my gosh. See, like, literally, you would have, if poachers had been there, you would have just watched. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it sounds kind of crazy, but before we went out, we were like, Elvis, like, what's the gun for? And he, we were like, is that if we run into issues with animals? Because we were up close and personal with rhinos. Yeah. And um, he was like, I kill poachers. Oh, my. And I was like, ah. <laughs> bro. So, long story I short. I mean, like. I'm not going to be mad about that, so. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. We were just not prepared to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are clear ways to identify, like, who are poachers, like, who's allowed in the park at the time, and, like, also dependent on where they are. So, um, yeah. yeah. This group of kick-butt ladies are challenging stereotypes and poachers. And I thought that was pretty cool. Man, you know, that's badass. They're being warriors out there, basically. Yeah, that is, that's really badass. That's, like, Wakanda-style, like, I picture them. Yeah, <laughs> I know. The pictures of the group, which is actually called Akashinga, I believe, which means the brave ones, they look tough, and yeah. I thought that was awesome. That's really, really cool. This just reminds me of a separate story from a while ago. I'm not really sure it qualifies as good news because it's, I mean, someone died. It's sad, but also oh, it's wow. kind of funny. Won't long. <laughs> but uh, this summer, I think, like, some poachers broke into this, like, animal sanctuary. I might be getting the facts slightly incorrect because I don't have the notes in front of me. But um, it was in Africa, and poachers broke in to, like, kill elephants or get their tusks or something. Yeah. And the lions, like, ate them. The guy that oh, runs the sanctuary, like, came, um, came out in the morning, and they were just, like, human bones. <laughs> So, wah, wah. big yikes. But also, don't kill elephants. Yeah. Thanks. They're also, you know, just trying to live, and they don't have any national or uh, natural predators, so we yeah. should not be doing that. Anyway, that's bleak, but we're going to um, talk about what's good in the media to wrap up. So, Emily, what is good in the media? What are you listening to, watching, etc.? Let's start with watching. What are you watching right now? All right, so Dynasty is back. I'm not entirely sure what break they took. Um, What's Dynasty? So Dynasty is a drama that, this one's a reboot, and it's starring Elizabeth Gillies. And, um, oh, is she the Victorious girl? Yeah, she okay. is. And I guess the show started like for the first time in the 80s. So... Um, it's just like a new cast, similar storyline, but it's so fun to watch. It's about a really rich family called the Carringtons and just like their day-to-day life and business and sex and drama and all that good stuff. So they're back okay. um, and I am fully engaged. Is it like on Netflix or something? What is it? Yeah. So the first season is on Netflix. I think even season two might be, but you can watch them up to date on the CW on Fridays. Mm, nice. What yeah. else? And also Queer Eye season three. Oh, it is back. I love Queer Eye. I have not seen the new season yet, but everyone says that they sobbed. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just like the last few seasons, but what makes this season different and kind of catering to our Women Power podcast is that this season they're bringing in women. So it's huh. like. It's based on the old show. I can't remember. I think it was like the 90s, my mom told me. It was like Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. But, and they kept that idea in the first couple of seasons. But now they're helping women like collect their lives, 
find like internal motivation and empowerment and just do great things nice i love watching it it's a feel-good show queer eye i think the first episode i saw was the one you can't fix ugly yeah oh my gosh tears i highly recommend that to anyone who's watching i think it does a really good job too of like getting together people that normally wouldn't come together like when are yes. when is just some like person in a rural community who's just like a straight man who has lived and worked on a farm his whole life mm. when is he ever going to interact with like urban stylish gay men like, like black british yes. indian like yeah and they did yeah. that one episode with uh karamo was talking to a police officer um he's black and he was talking about um, police brutality and et cetera. And they had a really good dialogue between a black man and a police officer about each one of their perceptions. And it's just a really, really interesting yeah. way to engage people that wouldn't otherwise, you know, be, be together. So it's a good way to break down, you know, stereotypes and previous uh, notions and all that fun stuff. So I recommend it. Very good. So what are you watching? So I've been on an Oscars kick uh, lately because I was behind when the award show happened. So I caught up with some movies like A Star is Born and Bohemian Rhapsody. So needless to say, I've been back on some Queen music listening to it. And also the Star is Born soundtrack is actually really bopping. Really? Like, first of all, I love Bradley Cooper. Oh, he's wonderful. But he... Um, I had no idea he could sing. And he self-taught himself either. guitar. He did a year of intensive guitar lessons. To like for this role? For that role. Wow. Yeah. And Lady Gaga, obviously, is a phenomenal singer. Um, and the Stranger Things trailer was released I this morning. That. When we yes. were recording it this morning. So I'm excited for that. And obviously, back on my Joe Bros BS. <laughs> I've been Aren't listening to Burning Up and Love Bug like, on repeat all the time because I'm so amped for their, their comeback. Oh, yeah. They've revitalized their fan base. Absolutely. I love it. Cool. So this has been What's Good, episode two. Um, I hope that you enjoyed it and you keep listening. Uh, give us any feedback. We would love to incorporate it. Uh, you can also email us at whatsgoodpodcast at gmail.com for any story ideas that you might have. Uh, follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Bye. I'm Abby. And I'm Emily. See ya.